on episode 404 of Nintendo Switchcraft, you've got my initial thoughts on Link's Awakening. Luigi's Mansion is getting DLC, and it's not even out yet. And we've got a whole bunch of feedback from you. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hi, this is Joshua from New Brockton, Alabama, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back to Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and on Saturdays. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Joe E. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining us over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. And you can leave a voicemail like you heard at the beginning of the show uh, by heading uh, from any device to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail, and I may even play it on the show. Uh, We are doing yet another giveaway, but first, let's announce our most recent winner. Uh, Every Saturday in September, we are giving away uh, eShop gift cards to the community, and this week's winner was my very good friend Richard. He's also a supporter and just a fantastic all-around guy. Uh, So if you want, you can also join the next giveaway, which is happening next Saturday, by joining uh, us. And uh, for more information on how to do that, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway. Uh, And again, thank you to Richard for the support and congratulations on your eShop gift card. When I sent him the code for it, he said, I think I'm going to give this to my son. So what an awesome dad. All right. We've got a lot, a lot, a lot to cover today. Uh, Joel Mead in chat is asking, is it Joe E or Joey? It's Joe E. There you go. So now, now, you know, and knowing is half the battle. Uh, I've got a lot to cover today. And first I want to talk about this. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the show, I am holding up a Nintendo switch Lite. It is still in the box. It has not yet been opened. And you might be wondering, Bill, why have you not opened it yet? And it's because it's not mine. This is... This is for my wife. It is her birthday coming up on the 29th, and she asked for a Nintendo Switch Lite. So that's what she's going to get, and uh, I will be able to post my impressions of it sometime after her birthday. It's not going to be anytime soon, uh, but that's the that's what she wanted, and I figured, uh, you know, if that's what she wants, that's what she gets. Um I, I, I was really surprised when she asked for it, but I think it being adorable is a big part of it. And uh, there's also a, a really big library of fantastic games that I think she's going to uh, really, really enjoy. So uh, there you go. That's for her. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell her. It's a secret. All right. Uh, let's talk about a game that is out finally. And God, I... I, I did not have an episode yesterday because I was feeling really sick and um, it made me sad because I wanted to talk about this game right here, which is Link's Awakening. Uh, it's really good. It's really good. The graphics are just beautiful. That tilt shift to it is gorgeous. The UI is very minimalistic. And honestly, there's very little about this game that I don't like. Now... I have got to point out 
to everybody that this particular game has got some serious, serious frame rate issues. Uh, like the frame rate for this game is pretty atrocious, without a doubt. It's bad. Um, it's not stable at all. And while I, I, I won't say that that's okay, I don't think that that's going to detract from my enjoyment of it. I do think that at some point in the future, Nintendo needs to patch this game and do something to fix the frame rate. I don't know if they've already done everything that they can. It's very possible that they've already done everything that they can, but the frame rate is really bad and um, you you notice it a lot. And, and I have to say this, I am not somebody who notices these kind of things. They just don't jump out at me. I don't notice when something is 30 frames per second versus 60 frames per second. The only time I notice is when games don't have a stable uh, frames per second. And this has a very unstable frames per second. And it, it it's jarring and surprising every time that it happens. I'm like, whoa, that was really weird. Now, I don't know what the cause is. Perhaps it's because of those uh, cool tilt shift effects that they've got going on. Um, and maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. But what I would love for Nintendo to do is to do a patch for the game where I can go into the options and in the options, give me uh, the ability to favor frame rate over uh, over graphics style. And maybe that would take out some of the post-processing processing, like the tilt shift effect and that kind of thing. But overall, my thoughts on the game so far are... Holy cow, it's really fun to go back and play a traditional style Zelda. And this is somebody who's never played Link's Awakening before. Uh, I've played like the intro to it on the BitBoy, but I've not really uh, spent much time in that game at all. I've just played the intro and uh, it's, it's cool, but I felt like if I had played this game when it came out, Instead of on, you know, in emulation, if I had played it when it came out, I would have enjoyed that so much more. Um, but knowing what I know about modern game design and the limitations of the Game Boy at the time is very frustrating game to play. The text is massive. You don't have enough buttons to do everything the way that you want to do. And they fixed all that stuff with bringing it to the Switch. So... I'm having a blast with it. I'm already past the second dungeon. And if you want to see like the my uh, first impressions of it, I did like a tw- the first 20 minutes of it are on my YouTube channel, just me running around and, and uh, I don't know, just looking at stuff and uh, getting my sword and going around. And, and uh, may- I think maybe the first dungeon, I can't remember how far I got in that first 20 minutes, but it's really fun. It's a fun game, and if that's all you could say about it, that would certainly be enough. I know that there's people out there who are going to say it's not worth $60 because Nintendo didn't do enough to change it, and to those people, I disagree, but guess what? You just don't have to buy it. That's fine. Uh, I know that there's some people who think that every game that's made needs to be specifically for them and everybody else be damned, but I never played Link's Awakening, 
So I am perfectly happy picking it up on the Nintendo Switch and playing it for the first time there. And I'm having a very fun time with it. And do I think it's worth $60? I would say yes, but I would also preface that with saying something that I've said a million times before. I don't like deciding for other people a game's worth. To one person, $60 is a mountain of money that they could never be able to spend on a video game. And and I remember when I was younger and I was in that situation and I just could not afford to spend that kind of money on a game, especially a game which is, from 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 what I've heard, a relatively short experience. Um, but then there's other people who, for you know, they they'll spend sixty dollars on they'll they'll spend sixty dollars on a pair of socks, you know. So saying whether or not something is worth sixty dollars, I think it's worth sixty dollars. But that's for me, and everybody else has to make that um, that that decision on their own. Uh, so those are my initial thoughts on Link's Awake, and I'm very curious what everybody else thinks. By the way. Uh, we are live over on uh, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And if you want to have your voice heard, uh, I am sitting in the call-in channel of my Discord. And you can hop in the green room. And if it's a name that I recognize as somebody who's who's there a lot, I may pull you in. And you can tell me your thoughts on the Nintendo News of the Week. This is something I want to want to do a lot more often on the Saturday episodes, is bring in other voices and hear what they have to say. Uh I'm going to talk, before I get to the Untitled Goose game, which I want to talk about, I'm kind of all over the place here. I want to talk about my um, the purchase here of the of the Nintendo Switch Lite, which I'm, I'm, I'm saying quiet because I don't, want, I don't want her to know that she's getting it. But um, Spawn Wave, which if you don't watch Spawn Wave stuff, you should absolutely check his stuff out. Uh, if for no other reason than this guy will buy hardware and rip it apart just so that we can see what's inside... And there's a there's a thing that a lot of people have been wondering about with the Switch Lite. And that thing is, what are the joysticks going to be like? Because we all know that the Nintendo Switch had this issue with the joysticks. Uh, that, that joystick drift issue. And it became enough of an issue that there was a class action lawsuit. Nintendo responded to that class action lawsuit they might say that this was their plan all along was to do this, but it feels like that's how they responded to the class action lawsuit was by saying, okay, we will replace Joy-Cons that are having the drift issue. Warranty be damned. And I think that's the right move without a doubt. But the issue with that is, you know, now I, I can take off my my Joy-Con and I can mail it to Nintendo and they can either fix it or send me back a new one, which is awesome. But if you have a Nintendo Switch Lite, and this is what a lot of people were worrying about when that was announced, these Joy-Cons, these Joy-Cons are very much attached. They don't come off. And so that means you have to send in your whole console if there's a problem with your joystick, which is less than optimal. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll be diplomatic and I'll say that that is less than optimal. And uh, Spawn Wave of course, did exactly what Spawnwave does. And again, go to his YouTube channel and check it out. Uh, there's a link to it in the show notes at runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 404. And uh, he took it apart and and he's noting, yep, they're the same analog sticks as before. Now, they're also the same analog sticks 
that are in the Nintendo Switch uh, V2, which I'm holding in my hand. This is because I ended up picking up a V2 for myself and a V2 for my son because GameStop had that cool trade-in deal. Um, It's the same sticks that we have in here. Now, we don't yet know if these will have the drifting problem. Only time will tell. We do not know if the Nintendo Switch Lite is going to have the drifting problem yet. Only time will tell. I'm hopeful that even though Spawn Wave is seeing them and saying, oh, this is this is the same exact one as before, perhaps there's something different that is just not obvious. Uh, maybe the material is slightly softer, uh, so it's less likely to scrape up the inside. Uh, whatever it is that's causing the joystick drift, hopefully Nintendo has re-engineered it enough so that that's not going to be an issue. That that would be really awesome. I Fingers crossed. Because I would hate to have to send off... I would hate it if somebody bought a Nintendo Switch Lite and they're playing their game and they have get the, the drift and now they have to send it off to Nintendo and wait for Nintendo to send it back. Now, I will say this. I have sent joysticks, joysticks, Joy-Cons to Nintendo to get fixed. Uh, Back when the Switch first launched, they had an issue where if you wrapped your hand around the Joy-Con, because they they just didn't make the antenna long enough. Uh, If you wrapped your hand around the Joy-Con while you were playing, sometimes it would lose its connection to the Switch. This is when it was, you know, in wireless mode. And because of that, Nintendo said, oh, okay, well, well, we'll replace those or we'll fix those. And I sent mine off and got my new Joy-Con or the fixed Joy-Con. I couldn't tell the difference. Uh, I got that back in just a couple of days, which was insanely fast. And Nintendo was awesome on the phone. And it was just really good ex- uh, customer service experience. So hopefully that that will be what happens if we do end up with the same issues on the Switch Lite. Uh, or the Switch V2, for that matter. But uh, only time will tell. And uh, it, it's a little disheartening uh, that, that Spawnway found that these are the same exact analog sticks. I think that's uh, more than a little disappointing. Uh, let's, let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about um, some purchases that I have made, and then maybe some untitled Goose Game discussion. Be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Double Dragon 2, the revenge for your Nintendo Entertainment System. 
All right, we are back. Uh, very, very big thank you to our sponsors for helping support the show and making it possible for me to continue doing this. If you don't like hearing the ads from our sponsors, again, join us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And for as little as a dollar, you can never hear another ad again, except for those little video game ads that are from, uh, you know, retro games, because I just think those are great. And I'm never going to not add those into the show. And I know I just did a double negative and I don't care. I don't care. All right. Uh, you can pre-order Luigi's Mansion, which I want to talk about here in just a second. Uh, and I did. I had one of the... Uh, if you remember, Nintendo had this cool program where you could buy vouchers through the Nintendo Switch Online service. And those vouchers cost $100 for two vouchers. And then you could use those vouchers on certain $60 games essentially saving you $10 per game. Well, I did this a couple of times. And uh, I, I just used my last voucher to buy Luigi's Mansion 3, which is coming out um, in on October 31st. So in one month and 10 days, I'm very excited for that game. It looks fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to talk more about Luigi's Mansion in a second, but I got, I, I think you get double coins for pre-ordering that game. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, whenever you buy a game on the eShop or you buy a game, you know, uh, um, a hard, not hardware game, what what's the word? I'm A physical copy of a game and you put it in your Switch, you can earn gold coins for that. And then you can, each gold coin is essentially worth a penny. And then you can take those those gold coins, those pennies, and put them towards buying something. Well, that's what I ended up doing because I had uh, enough gold coins that I was able to pick up, and I have not yet played it because, as I said, I did. The, I bought this yesterday, and I was feeling very under the weather, so I hardly played anything yesterday. I played a little tiny bit of Link's Awakening, enough to get past the first dungeon. That's all that I played yesterday, and I slept most of the rest of the time. Um, but I bought Castle Crashers yesterday, and I only paid... Uh, $5 for it because I had enough uh, gold coins from buying Link's Awakening and buying Luigi's Mansion and stuff like that. So that's something that I want you to make sure that you check. Go grab your Switch and see how many gold coins you have because uh, you might be able to pick up some games pretty cheap. Anyway, I picked up Castle Crashers. I'm very excited for it. Um, I, I can't wait to sit down and play it. It's funny, my son came up and he asked me, about that game and uh, I never told him about it so uh, it's going to be interesting uh, when like right now I know that Batman is kind of taking over uh, Fortnite like Batman is completely taking over Fortnite right now and so him and his friends have been down there trying their best to unlock everything uh, even though I won't let him spend any money uh, but they've been trying to earn the currency through playing the save the world mode and stuff like that so that they can unlock the, this Batman stuff. Uh, so once he's uh, had enough of that nonsense, uh, I'm going to say, hey, I've got Castle Crashers. Do you want to sit down and play with me? And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I think that if he enjoys it, maybe I'll end up picking up a copy for him too so that he can play it on his Switch. Uh, anyway, I ended up picking that up for five bucks because of my gold coins. And then I watched some footage about Untitled Goose Game. Like, uh, I, I don't know, I think it was like the first level or something. And I think I might be sold on that. This 
this game just feels really funny and charming uh, where you're a goose going around trying to annoy people. And when I first saw it in one of the Indie World showcases or whatever, I just kind of wrote it off as, oh, look at that. It's kind of neat. And I ignored it. But the more that I look into Untitled Goose Game, the more interesting it seems to me where you are just this annoying goose who's also at the same time lovable. Like you can push a button and honk and wave your wave your um, wings around. I just I just love that, and uh, I think that I may end up picking this up. I'm not going to pick it up right away. I know that right now it's on sale for five dollars off. Normally it's nineteen ninety nine, and right now it's on sale for fourteen ninety nine. And I think that I'm going to buy it anyway eventually, so I should just pick it up. But I've got Link's Awakening to play. I've got Castle Crashers to play. Um, let me grab my Switch, actually, because I also have other games that have been sent to me. I got this copy of 80 Days, which is based on the Jules Verne uh, Around the World in 80 Days novel. I can't say anything about it because I'm under NDA, uh, but I've got that to play. I've got a review copy for Petoons, Petoons Party, which I don't know anything about, but I remember seeing... Um, like, I think I remember it being part of, uh, indie world, whatever. And uh, plus I've got links awakening. I've got castle crashers in, in what day is today's the 21st in six days. We're going to be playing, um, uh, oh gosh, what is it? Uh, dragon quest 11 S I haven't bought it yet. I might end up buying it. I don't know. Uh, we've got that coming. There's just too much to play right now. So untitled goose game is just going to have to sit on the shelf and uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to pick it up at some point though because it just looks fun. It also looks like a fun game to stream. All right, uh, so thank you to Luigi's Mansion and getting the bonus uh, gold coins so that I could buy it. Apparently the default is you get five, thank you for TF Wagner in chat for saying, uh, you get 5% in gold coins for every digital purchase. Uh, I guess Luigi's Mansion was giving you double that. So I was getting 10%, which is actually pretty good. Like, that's a really good deal. Uh, so Luigi's Mansion gave me that that bonus for the gold coins, and so that's why I ended up picking up uh, Castle Crashers, which I can't wait to play. Uh, but speaking of Luigi's Mansion, I want to talk about that for just a second. Uh, Luigi's Mansion is getting DLC. Uh, this is from the official website. It says paid DLC will come to Luigi's Mansion 3 in the future, adding new content to the Scare Scraper and Scream Park multiplayer modes. So this is only multiplayer. And there's a couple of different ways to look at this. I'm going to play a little bit of Devil's Advocate. I know I'm already at about 22 minutes for the show, so I'm going to try not to go for too long. Son of a gun, man. I've talked for way too long because I still have a mountain of feedback. All right, you know what? I'm not going to play too much Devil's Advocate. This is great. Uh, there's people out there who are like, wait, we're not going to get any um, single-player DLC? Why would you want that? Why would you want them, to, Nintendo to slice up the game and sell it to you piecemeal after you buy it for $60? I don't understand that. Uh, maybe next year that for them to announce some DLC for Luigi's Mansion 3? For single player, I'd be okay with that, but I certainly don't want them announcing it ahead of time. Uh, as far as multiplayer DLC, I am not interested in it. I think that there's going to be very few people that actually end up picking this up. 
uh not not the game itself but the multiplayer dlc and since it is multiplayer dlc like that's going to be really hard to find other people to play with it's just going to be something that fragments the player base so while i'm happy that we're not getting single player dlc for this uh at least right now uh i'm i'm not happy that this multiplayer deal like i just think that the multiplayer stuff should just come out for free because otherwise it's just going to split the player base as there, there there'll be some people who have it and those that won't and that's going to make it harder for you the player to find a game all right let's lightning around these last two stories and then i'm going to get to feedback as much as i can uh final fantasy 7 and 8 are coming to uh physical copies in asia this comes to us from a facebook post of all places uh, Square Enix Asia says for Asia, Final Fantasy 7 and 8 remastered are coming to uh, Switch in one physical package releasing in 2019. We don't know anything about that. Um, I am nervous that this means that they're going to, I mean, I'm not going to buy it because I already, I'm, I'm just not going to buy this, uh, the physical copy. I don't care about physical copies nearly as much as other people do. Uh, but I wonder, will both games actually be on the cartridge or will it be like one game on the cartridge and the other game you have to download? That just seems like something that Square would do. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And then finally, uh, Mr. Sakurai, Masahiro Sakurai, who is in charge of Smash Brothers, is going to join a Dragon Quest XI-S live stream. This comes to us from Gamatsu, And uh, it's a four-hour live stream uh, that is launching on the day of the release, September 26th at uh 2100 hours jst that's japan standard time uh and or um and it goes till september 27th at 1 a.m uh japanese standard time so if you want to watch that it's probably going to be in japanese uh, so unless you speak japanese it won't be super useful to you but i wanted to let people know about it all right we've got a whole bunch of feedback and i only have five minutes to get to it so let's go fast uh, jmarks585 tweeted at me they said bill what are your thoughts on fire emblem three houses text size just bought a switch light and i'm getting massive eye strain i can't imagine the og is much better do you think we'll get a patch i am not hopeful that we will get a patch i don't think it's going to happen however it absolutely should this has been something that people have been complaining about on the switch for a long time now and there's a lot of games where you can't read stuff because it's just too small and Nintendo needs to do something about that. I do wonder if this has something to do with the fact that they're a Japanese company and maybe the Japanese characters are much easier to read at that small font size. I, I have no idea. Um, but I do know that there's a lot of people who have complained about it. I have not played on a Nintendo Switch Lite, so I can't answer that. I have played Fire Emblem Three Houses on my OG Switch and my V2 Switch and I didn't really have any problems myself. But then again, I also don't have any trouble seeing things up close. I have trouble seeing things far away. So that's just me. I got a whole bunch of emails. Uh, thank you very much, J Marks, by the way, for uh, sending me that uh, message. Uh, if you want to tweet at me, I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. I got an, an email from, my nose is very itchy, from Bestin707 in Northern California. They said, hello, Bill. I've been following you for some time now. Love your content and your effort. Thanks to making a difference to the Nintendo community. My question for you is, a while back, you had the creator for Ding Dong XL on your podcast. By the way, awesome game. Check it out. Super cheap, super fun. 
uh, definitely pick that one up. Uh, I think it's like less than a dollar for that. It's great. Those coins that I was talking about, that's a perfect way to spend them. Uh, he had mentioned that there was an Easter egg of some type of secret in the game, and he didn't say, and you didn't pry. But since the game has been out for a while, has that secret ever been revealed? Respect to everything you do. Uh, no. Well, I don't know, because I... I'm not somebody who plays games for really extended period of times. I, I always have the next game coming towards me and uh, I haven't really played ding dong XL very much lately. I have no idea if that secret is unveiled. So I'm putting this out to the community. If there's anybody out here out there who knows the answer to that question, uh, feel free to write in and let me know. You can write in uh, runjumpstop at gmail.com. Uh, speaking of email, I got an email from James. They said, maybe you've seen this, but it's a deep Kotaku article about eShop e sales that you should read. Um, and, and I got to say, we've actually talked about this before. I talked about this a while back, well before uh, this this article came out. But basically, this article is talking about the, the um, practice that some developers, some publishers are doing to get their game noticed in the sea of games that is the Nintendo Switch eShop is they will put it on sale for incredibly low prices and then a bunch of people will buy it which will put it on the bestseller list and then they switch the price back over. Uh, we've talked about that in the past so make sure you go back and check out older episodes about that and I'm still kind of half and half about how I feel about this practice. I don't know if I think it's a good practice or a bad practice. I suppose... Um, I would say that it depends on the game. So if it's a crappy game, then I think that they're crappy for doing it. And if it's a great game, then I think that they're awesome for doing it. And I know that that's hypocritical, I guess, but I don't, I can't control the way I, the, the way I feel about it. And so I guess I'm okay being hypocritical this time. Uh, you guys can let me know what you think. Uh, we've got a, one more email and I'm going to get this out of here quick. Uh, I got an email from Kaylee. Kaylee says, hey, Bill, a word, of, a word of warning for international folks like me. I have multiple accounts on my Switch, all of which are registered on different eShops in different regions. I do that too. I buy games based on price, language, availability, and release date, but to play them all, I only ever use my main Japanese account. It has both Nintendo Switch Online as well as all of my save data. I knew about the limitations of having multiple switches, including the hassles around the save data, but I bought that, but I thought that since I'm the only one playing it, I would be fine, especially since my old switch was to remain docked and connected to the internet as a secondary device. I was reading the procedure on how to register my new switch light as my primary console when it hit me. Digital games can only be played on the account that they were purchased with, meaning that I would be locked out of my save data on my main account for any digital games not purchased on the Japanese eShop. Needless to say, this significantly reduces my desire to own a second Switch, only being able to play a percentage of the games I have bought and paid for, or be forced to juggle multiple accounts and friends lists and pay for Nintendo Switch online in multiple regions is just not workable for me. Not to mention that the Switch Lite screen has a noticeably warmer tint which did not appeal to me. So less than half an hour after bringing it home, I decided to sell my Switch Lite. Alas, Japanese stores don't really accept returns. That is super lame, Japan. Fix that. Uh, so I'm going to take a hit, but what can you do? I hope this helps someone else out there like me. Uh, that totally sucks, Kaylee, and I 
I wish that Nintendo had a better solution for the people who are their biggest fans, clearly. Uh, but thank you, and hopefully that word of warning uh, helps somebody else out there to avoid the same problem that you are running into. And uh, thank you to uh, Kaylee, James, and Bestin for the emails, and thanks to J Marks for the tweets. Uh, if you want to become a part of the community, join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This show is part of the giant-sized team-up network. For more information, check out gstu.net. If you're looking for ways to support the show, go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, check out runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music that you are hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you all for hanging out with me and uh, making it awesome and fun for me to do this show. I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.